Hey, this is Zena Jones, and you are listening to the Brave AF podcast, where we talk about all things mindset, having your own back, and doing brave shit. Hey friends, before you start listening to this episode, I just want to let you know about something funny that may not be too funny as you're listening. <laughs> so on the day I recorded this, it was the first day in over two weeks that we had had sunshine. And what that meant was everybody was out mowing their lawns, which I get because they had grown rather long. Now, unfortunately, I have been unable to remove all of the lawn mowing sounds out of the background. It's not too bad. It gets a little bit uh, heavier towards the end. But just so you know, there's a little bit of that kind of <laughs> lawn mowery background noise that's going to happen in this episode. But I don't think it distracts too much from the content. And the content is really, really good. So I did not want to re-record for you all. Okay. Enjoy listening and hopefully like me, you find it kind of soothing when the lawnmower st starts to kick in. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Brave AF podcast. Well, we have got a good episode today because boy, have I experienced some jealousy and comparison this week. <laughs> So I was scrolling on social media earlier this week and I saw a friend of mine had shared a post about how she had just completed a six week group program with another coach, someone I didn't know. And she said how it had been incredible and so much so that she signed up to do another round. So what did I do? I clicked through to that other coach's social media. I started scrolling through her account and I noticed I was feeling jealousy. I was feeling jealous and I was comparing myself to her. And I realized this and I stopped myself and I put my phone down and I felt pretty crap and I sat with it for a bit. Now, I think previously when I have experienced jealousy or envy, I have often judged myself for it and shamed myself for thinking that I shouldn't feel that way. I know that it's not useful or productive. And then in doing that, I've not looked under the hood and explored why this is happening and learned from it. So I set aside my self judgment and the shame I was piling on top and I decided to do some self-discovery. I got my journal out and I started to explore my thoughts and feelings around this little interaction that I'd had. And some of the thoughts I had were, that's not fair. I don't like her. Bearing in mind, I don't even know her. <laughs> so that's, you know, probably not a fair assumption, but that's what my brain said. That's not fair and I don't like her and I should have that or do that. So, so fascinating, right? As I dove into this research around comparison and jealousy, I read a quote from Brene Brown on what it means to embrace humility. So her definition of humility is I'm here to get it right, not to be right. Now that really stood out and spoke to me because I have wrestled with and worked on my own perfectionism for 
years. And getting it right has always been my MO. And based on the work that I have done, my work, the things that I've learned, and I had kind of come to this conclusion that comparison and jealousy were doing it wrong. So, you know, I'm a coach, so I thought I should know better and do better. I had these judgments, these unchecked assumptions of myself. I got to do some work. (laughs) And I'm getting to share it with you all, which I think is so fantastic because, boy, did I learn some beautiful things. Now, the question that I was really keen to explore after my kind of moment of self-discovery was, would I or would we feel jealous if we were 100% secure in that particular area? So... Another way to say this is, was I experiencing this jealousy because of some underlying insecurity that I wasn't aware I had? And we're going to get towards to that at the end. Juicy stuff, my friends. Now, the friend that I am referring to here, who had completed another coach's six-week program. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the coach whose program it was. I don't know her and She's awesome from what I've decided and discovered. However, the friend that had shared the post on social media is Charlie, my friend, Spearmint Success Story, who many of you know because you guys loved episode number 182 of the podcast. Now, if you've listened to that episode, you will know that Charlie is an emotional strength and trauma coach herself. And we both really value vulnerability and voice notes. So what did I do? (laughs) I shared with Charlie what I was noticing and what was happening for me. And I got really vulnerable. And her reply blew me away. And it helped me to better understand what happens when we experience comparison and jealousy. So first of all, she validated my experience. And that was so awesome because she said to me, hey, sometimes I do this when I see what you're up to. I was like, oh, okay, she does it too. We all do it. Okay, cool. And she said to me, this is one of the things that we've been talking a lot about recently, which is that social media comparison trap that is so easy to get in. You see a highlight reel a little tiny snapshot or highlight of somebody's life or work or career. And it's often nothing like your brain is thinking it is. And that's exactly what she said because she was inside it. And I told her what my brain was seeing. And she was like, it is nothing like you're describing at all. I was like, oh, okay. My brain has come to this conclusion, which it's completely fixated on and has decided is correct. And it was completely incorrect. And this is what we do. And the unfortunate negative impact of social media is we see a highlight reel and we compare. But what is so interesting is we don't pause to even consider the backstory or whether or not our assumption is correct or logical or what it took to get there. So I'm going to use Brene Brown's swimming example to emphasize what I mean. So she talks about when she, and sorry, I am referring to her latest book. 
Atlas of the Heart. And in that book, she talks about, there's actually a section in there on jealousy and comparison and envy and all of these kind of emotions. And she talks about when she swims. So she's a swimmer and she swims and you're focused on the lane. There's like a black line that in your lane on the bottom of the pool that you kind of watch to help you stay, I guess, straight in your lane. So anyway, she talks about how, you know, sometimes she will glance at the swimmer next to her. And if if they're at a kind of similar place she might try to keep up with their strokes or do a little bit better and she often compares herself to that swimmer but what we don't do when we see them doing well and we see you know that that tiny little snippet of them in the pool swimming next to us is we don't see that they might have you know had the worst morning they might have just lost a loved one and they are swimming to try and compose themselves or they might have been working on their swim time for the last five years and this is the day. This is going to be their fastest day yet and they're going to be so proud of themselves. Like we don't know any of the back story but behind that person's success or, or you know whatever it is that we're assuming. We know none of that. We just make a very quick assumption in our brain. And we compare that assumption that we get to, to ourselves. So comparison is an action, right? It's something that we do. We, we act in comparison. Now, it's something that most of the time we do without realizing it or consciously choosing to do it. And I say most of the time because sometimes when we feel shit about ourselves, we just go and look on social media and compare ourselves to make ourselves feel worse. Okay. So I'm not really talking so much about that. But what happens when we compare is we take what we see and we make it mean something about ourselves. And that generates an emotion that is generally more negative than positive. So as Brene Brown says in in that booklet, book, (laughs) it's a very big, heavy book, Atlas of the Heart. She says, comparison drives all sorts of big feelings that can affect our relationships and our self-worth. More often than not, social comparison falls outside of our awareness, meaning we don't even know we are doing it. Now, this is much like when you jump because you get a fright. Okay, so the other day I came downstairs, it was about 6.30 in the morning and I was on my way to the gym and one of the my partner's boys was up already and I didn't know this and he was standing at the bottom of the stairwell like just around the corner and as I got to the bottom of the stairwell he goes boo just to scare me because we do that in our house and I jumped because I had no idea he was down there and I was barely awake but what that is is it's like a subconscious message my brain's like and it jumps right much like what we do with comparison. We don't even know. I didn't know I was going to jump. We don't know we're going to compare when we're, you know, looking at someone or glancing at the person next to us or, you know, scrolling on social media. It just happens. Now, researchers explain that comparing the self with others, either intentionally or unintentionally, is a pervasive social phenomenon and how we perceive our standings or rankings with these comparisons 
can affect our self-concept, our level of aspiration and our feelings of well-being. They describe how we use comparison not only to evaluate past and current outcomes, but to predict future prospects. This means significant parts of our lives, including our future, are shaped by comparing ourselves to others. I wanted to read that to you because I found it very interesting, especially in how it can impact our self-concept, the way we see ourselves, right? Our level of confidence, our feelings of well-being. Isn't that interesting? Now, here is Brene Brown's definition of comparison. Comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's trying to simultaneously fit in and stand out. She goes on to say, it's like, be like everyone else, but better. When I read that, (laughs) I thought to myself, fuck that. I hate conformity. I think it's one of the most toxic things that we can do to simply just go along for the sake of going along. I rebel against the idea of conformity and I encourage people, especially women, not to try or even simply just want to fit in. And I feel like this entire podcast is about bravely living your own creative, beautiful life and being your authentic self. Not some conformist, boring, tick the box kind of a life. The very definition got me fired up and pissed off, but in a good way, (laughs) right? In the I'm so grateful that I've chose not to judge myself for the comparison and the feelings of jealousy kind of way, because otherwise I wouldn't have learned this and be continuing, you know, to, I might be continuing to conform to the very thing that I rebel against. So having that awareness of what comparison is and what it does It gives us the ability to choose different. Okay, so again, comparison is the crush of conformity from one side and competition from the other. It's like trying to both fit in and stand out at the same time. So one thing I found really interesting in the research is we don't compare ourselves to the Michelle Obamas and the Oprahs of the world, to the people living in the mansion on the hill. No, we don't do that. But instead, what we do is we compare ourselves to our colleagues, to our neighbors, to our peers, and to the people living similar lives to us. The comparison mandate becomes this crushing paradox of fit in and stand out. It's not be yourself and respect others for being authentic. It's fit in, but win. I want to swim the same workout as you and beat you at it. It gives me chills reading that. (laughs) That was a quote from Brene's book. So frequent social comparisons are not associated with life satisfaction or with positive emotions that we want to experience, such as joy and love and happiness. But rather, that frequent social comparison is actually associated more with negative emotions such as fear, anger, shame, sadness. Now, the bad news here is that our hard wiring makes us 
default to comparison. As I said before, it's very instinctive, right? It seems to happen to us rather than be a choice. Although, as I alluded to before, there are times where we choose to go and compare ourselves to other people. Okay, so most often it is a default. It is just something that happens. Now, learning that for me was very much like breathing out. Hmm. It felt good to know that I'm not doing it to myself, but rather it's actually just happening, right? I am comparing myself. That is the thing that we all do. We compare ourselves. And then I have the opportunity or the option rather to either hide from it or to learn from it. So this also brought about the question that I am considering, which is, If my brain is going to compare anyway, it's going to compare when we walk down the street, it's going to compare at the grocery store. If that's going to happen and social media is a giant playground of comparison related opportunities, how much time do I actually want to spend on there? Now, I don't know if I've mentioned it here before on the podcast, but we now do social media free Sundays. And it's very much about like being off off devices for a Sunday. So I generally, most of the time, unless I have some pressing work commitment where I need to be on social media, I'm not on social media on a Sunday from nine to five. And my partner and I both do it. And we encourage um, when we've got the kids here, we encourage them to do it as well. And we might watch a family movie or do something like that. But for the most part, we try not to do that. And it's so interesting to notice how good it feels not constantly checking it or looking at it or being on it. In fact, we generally put our phone in a drawer for the whole day and it becomes quite light and freeing quite quickly. So if you haven't already experimented with it, it would be really fascinating for you to do that and to play with it and just to notice how you feel. Even just paying attention to how you feel when you come off social media. Because I don't know about you, but when I've spent some time like scrolling social media and I get off, I don't feel excited or motivated or happy and inspired. I generally feel a little bit flat. So although for me, social media does come up, you know, offer me lots of ideas and sometimes it does give me inspiration I I often share uh, not share save things that I will you know that spark ideas or I would like to watch because I feel really inspired by them so there are those opportunities I don't think that social media in general is a bad thing but at what point does it become perhaps more negative than positive especially when our brain is naturally going to compare At what point does it become a comparison trap? Now, of course, I have some good news for all of you in that we get to choose how we're going to let the comparison and the feelings of jealousy and envy affect us. So often we judge ourselves for feeling jealous and we shut down the ability to learn and grow from the experience and we also add an additional layer of pain when we do that because there's not many of us saying to our friends hey um, just so you know I looked at your your post on social media I immediately felt really really jealous and envious and 
you know, are we open to having a conversation about that? Or even sharing with another friend, hey, like I was looking at Sally's um, post that she just shared and I was feeling really jealous about that. Often we hide from that because we're ashamed of it. Whereas when we are willing to look at it, and it's not necessarily that you have to tell your friends about it, but when you're not hiding from it and instead bringing it to the front so you can look at it, that's when you've got that opportunity to learn and grow. Hiding from it actually creates more pain. Okay, so when we choose to bravely lean in and get curious about why we're feeling this way and what we can learn, that is where the magic happens, my friend. That's also where we get to check in with ourselves and the ideas and conclusions that our brains have drawn. Okay, it is the opportunity to validate our emotions and how we're feeling, but question our thoughts. So back to my original question of do I think jealousy is related to insecurity and feelings of low self-esteem? Yes and no. (laughs) So yes, if the area where you are comparing yourself to somebody else is an area where you don't feel secure within yourself, where you might be, you know, feeling some lack, then it's just going to feed into that and further add to the already pressing feelings. Okay, so working on your own self-esteem and self-worth will definitely have a really positive impact here. And you get the opportunity to work on that and grow your self-worth and your self-esteem when you don't hide from it and when you look at it and learn. However, the no to this is if you are already secure within yourself in that specific area, but they are demonstrating something to you that you don't yet have that you want, yes, it can shake your foundations. So in Brene's example with swimming, she is a confident swimmer she is a good swimmer she has I think she did swimming in school she shares that throughout many of her books how she like was in the swim team at school so she's been doing this for years so confident swimmer very secure in her abilities to swim however when you start comparing yourself to the person next to you it starts to offer you the thoughts of should I be going faster should I be doing better should I be practicing this more it's, it, it gives your brain the opportunity to have all of these kind of second-guessing, self-doubt, insecure thoughts that we can latch onto. We don't have to, but we can. So back to my experience earlier this week, when I saw this post on social media and I got jealous and started comparing myself to this other person, now I feel secure and confident in myself as a coach and the skills and the tools that I have and the work I do with my clients But this comparison and the feelings of jealousy that came with it, it shook my foundations and it offered me thoughts like, am I doing enough? Should I be doing something local like that and in person too? Should I be offering some some six-week in-person program like that? Should I be covering those bases? Now, thoughts that when, you know, when I don't question them, they can cause some pain, right? But when I validate my emotions and question my thoughts, I can let go of them. Like, oh, no, that's not true. I am definitely doing enough. I don't actually want to do anything like that, local and in person. So we're good. 
So a comparison is a lot like an earthquake. It will shake your foundations. If you already have cracks, they will become bigger. If you didn't already have cracks, you may need to check your foundations to make sure they don't begin to appear. Now, I'm reminded of a client who I worked with years ago who desperately wanted to be in a relationship. So she was single. She wanted to be with someone. Now, she didn't think her life would be complete until she was in a relationship. And because she had very much tied her her self-worth and her value to being in a relationship with someone, it was an area of low self-esteem for her. And whenever her friends would get engaged or into new relationships, she would be so jealous and envious and it could consume her. Now, this is normal. But this level of jealousy fed her insecurities and she was ashamed of feeling this way and she hid it from her friends. Our work together was very focused on her feeling 100% whole and worthy and valuable regardless of her relationship status. Being a whole person who loved her life, you know, exactly as it was, rather than waiting for someone else to complete that life. And when she got to that place, she had such a solid foundation. Now, did she still get jealous at times? Yes, she did, of course. Because although she was happy within herself, somebody else would highlight something that she still wanted to have in her life that she didn't yet have. So the intensity of the jealousy was so much lower It had so much less power over her. She was shaken, but it no longer created big cracks in her foundations. So my friends, validate your feelings. Set aside your self-judgments, the judgment you have of yourself for feeling envious or jealous and any shame that you experience. Set that aside And allow yourself the opportunity to question and explore the thoughts that are causing you to feel jealousy or envy. Now, in doing so, I think it really helps to take stock of the parts of the picture that you cannot see. What are all the things that could be going on behind the scenes in that person's life? What are the assumptions that you have made about them and their success? What is the conclusion you have drawn? How do you know if you are correct? And how might you be incorrect in those assumptions? And remember, my friends, if you want to increase your self-worth, grow your self-confidence, build self-trust and have your own back, that is the work we do together in coaching. You can book a free consult over on my website today, xenajones.com slash consult. Have a magical week. Huge love to you all. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then you are going to love being coached by me. We are going to solve your specific challenges and set you up with the mindset tools that you need to have your own back and do brave shit in your life. Just head over to my website, xenajones.com to sign up.